नमस्ते टू एवरीवन दिस इज योर होस्ट मृणाल वशिष्ठ एंड वेलकम टू आर थर्ड एपिसोड ऑफ विदरू वाच पॉडकास्ट फ्रॉम द पास्ट रिसेंट मंथ्स स्पेसिफिकली फ्रॉम डिसम्बर वी आर विटनेसिंग द प्रोटेस्ट अगेंस्ट दीज फार्म बिल्स थ्री फार्म बिल्स विच हैज़ बिन इनेक्टेड बाई दी गवर्नमेंट ऑफ इंडिया स्पेसिफिकली फ्रॉम द फार्मर्स ऑफ पंजाब एंड हरियाणा विच इज नाउ गेटिंग फिजल्ड आउट ड्यू टू देयर ओन मिस्टेक्स एंड ब्लंडर्स but we'll not be discussing those mistakes by them we are going to only focus on what this three farm bills entails and what is an msp so let me guys ask you a question how many of you know what the names of these three farm acts are hmm let me answer this question for you guys The first is called the Farmers Produce Trade and Commerce Promotion and Facilitation Act 2020. The second is the Farmers Empowerment and Protection Agreement on Price Assurance and Farm Services Act 2020. The third is the Essential Commodities Amendment Act 2020. All these three acts came into force on 5th June 2020. And let me tell you guys this. this acts are national act and no state government can go against these acts because all three acts has been published in an official gazette of our country now moving on to the discussion we are going to first discuss about what the first act entails which is the farmers produce trade and commerce promotion and facilitation act 2020 see this particular act has been framed by the government to create an ecosystem where the farmer and the traders enjoy the freedom of choice relating to sale and purchase of farmers produce so farmers produce means the the produce which which farm uh, it can be any kind of crop right tomatoes potatoes any kind of crops seeds uh, uh, you know uh, horticultural products so any kind of any kind of farming any kind of farm produce except the fisheries of course uh, will be covered under this particular act so this act provides the farmers and traders to enjoy the freedom of choice relating to sale and purchase of farms produce which will facilitate a remunerative practices through competitive alternative trading channels further this particular act will provide efficient transparent and barrier free interstate and intrastate trade by the farmers outside the physical premises of markets or deemed markets as may be notified by the state governments so it is simple so for example i am a farmer earlier i only used to sell my produce at apmc or a particular market or a mandi which has been decided by the state government i did not had a freedom to go to any part of state to go to any part of uh, another of other country uh, any part of the uh, of 
any part of the country to sell my produce that is the reason my profits were restricted because first of all i am not deciding the price for my produce that right has not been given to me second i am unable to sell the produce wherever i want this particular act provides a right to a farmer to do these two exact things so do you guys think that it goes against the farmers i guess no another interesting fact about this particular act is that this act will provide an electronic trading platforms to our farmers and the traders so government is currently in an initial stage to build that electronic trading platform just like we have amazon we have snapdeal we have flipkart for the farmers so what it means is that for example i am a farmer from karnataka and i found a trader in jammu of our country and i have listed down my produce in that particular electronic platform and the trader is looking for a particular product and he is able to find me who is selling that product to him he'll directly contact me he'll directly pay me the produce and i'll deliver it to him so again the barrier of only selling it at a marketplace at particular mandi or a particular apmc this act snatches that away from the farmers and which is actually beneficial for them because now i have a right to sell my produce anywhere i want further government is not deciding the price of my produce at all my price is going to be decided by the current demand and supply situation for that particular crop and why that is happening that we will come at later stage of our discussion now another interesting part of this particular act is that the government if require can provide a procedure norms and manner of registration in that particular electronic trading platform so once the electronic trading platform is ready the government will also come up in future with the procedure like how to how basically a particular farmer and trader needs to register on that uh, electronic trading platform as a farmer and as a trader right further listing of produce in an electronic trading platform will be absolutely free of cost so earlier what used to happen is if a farmer needs to sell his produce at apmc or a particular mandi or a particular market as designated by the state government they need to pay a particular fee first and then only they have a right to sell the produce in a particular market area now tell me this is this is so grossly unfavorable to our farmers i mean just imagine a guy just need want to sell his produce and to sell his produce he is going to pay a fee for that is this not kind of a tax which is being levied on them please tell me now moving on further if there is a dispute between the trader and the farmer 
under this act then farmer and that trader has a right to go to the subdivision magistrate of a particular district and that subdivision magistrate will appoint a conciliatory board that board will decide the issue in 30 days if any of the parties aggrieved from the decision of the conciliatory board it can go to the appellate authority of the district magistrate or an additional collector and that appellate authority also needs to decide the case in 30 days so that means within 60 days the decision has to come but even if the parties is aggrieved by the decision then it can very well go to the high court the act specifically mentions that no party can go to the civil court so they are removing civil court or district courts from the purview of appealing further by the parties they can they will be directly going to the high court though, though the act is not specifying that that whether they really need to go to high court if they are not happy with the decision of the appellate authority or not act is kind of silent on it and i think this is one minor flaw which the act has got they would have very well covered that aspect as well so that there could be more clarity on on that aspect now moving on to our second act which is called the farmers empowerment and protection agreement on price assurance and farm services act 2020 now i'll tell in brief what this particular act entails so this particular act provides a national framework on the farming agreements that will protect and empower farmers to engage in agri business firms engage with agri business firms processors wholesalers exporters large retailers for farm services and sale of farming produce at a mutually agreed remunerative price framework which means that the government is coming up with a framework or with a template on farming agreements which these farmers can enter into with various kinds of traders that trader can be agri business firms those can be you know processors those who those who process the farm produce it can be the wholesalers like we have wholesalers at apmc it can be the exporters those those traders who only exports uh, the produce to another country or it can be the large retailers like we have you know like dmart we have got dmart we have got reliance mart Uh, all these kind of departmental store they can in fact directly go and take uh, purchase the produce from the farmers so what government will do is government is going to provide a definitive agreements or a skeleton for the farmers and those skeleton agreements will entail certain important clauses which cannot be done away with first of all except the commercials commercials can be decided by the farmers and the traders Now one interesting thing about this particular act is that the period for this these farmer agreements will remain in force will be the one crop season or one production cycle of livestock as the case may be and the maximum period shall be of only 5 years so it can not go on till till 10 years till 15 years uh now the act does not mention the intention behind 
why they capped it only on five years so again the act is silent on that uh, I, 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 I think at personally at my level I think it could be very well for more years at least I, I think government must have provided for 10 years but still as the, the, the act is silent on why why government decided on, on the cap of five years I think we need to go through the debates parliamentary debates uh, you know law commission reports on that uh, well moving further the act <clears throat> further says that the farming agreements will have we need to have a, a clear price reference it needs to again have how the how what what will be the conditions which are going to be imposed on the farmers and the traders while performing their part of contract further it should also provide a guaranteed price to the farmers the trader trader needs to provide a guaranteed price to the farmers while buying buying a produce from them now the act further discusses about further stipulates about how the payment will be done or when the payment should be done of a particular produce so it says that if the farming agreement relates to a seed production then the payment needs to be done <clears throat> in two-third of agreed amount at the time of delivery and the balance should be done not later than 30 days and in other cases apart from the seed production it has to be done on the date of delivery there cannot be delay whatsoever by the trader while buying a produce from the farmer now another interesting thing which this particular ad covers is with respect to the land so you guys must have heard about you know many people saying that lands will be snatched away from the farmers by the by big corporates adani ambani zameene hadap lenge kisanon ki wait a minute wait a minute the act also provides for that section 8 of the act specifically says that no farming agreement will be entitled shall be entered into for the purpose of any transfer including sale lease mortgage of the land or premises of the farmer further it says that if a trader builds a structure permanent or temporary they have to remove it within the timeline of the agreement and if they do not then penal provisions would follow so i hope your doubts regarding whether the lands will be snatched away from the farmers must have got the answer from this particular act now when it comes to dispute resolution again the act says that it will go to the subdivision magistrate and uh, so subdivision magistrate will first engage a, a conciliation process between the aggrieved parties and even if the solution is not achieved then it will go to the appellate authority and uh, appellate authority needs to provide its decision within 30 days at all cost and even if the parties are not happy then they will move it to the higher courts now 
moving on to the third act which is called the essential commodities amendment act 2020 but let us first discuss about what does essential commodities act means so guys essential commodities act 1955 was framed uh, was enacted in 1955 first uh, april 1955 during uh, a time when country was facing scarcity of food and our agricultural industry was at its low uh, during that particular time and i guess during that time mr lal bahadur shastri uh, Uh, during that time, Jawaharlal Nehru was our Prime Minister, and so, uh, so basically, to control the production, to control the supply, to control the distribution, and trade and commerce of the farm produce or you know certain commodities, uh, uh, the the government came up with with this particular act. So basically, basically to prevent hoarding, to to prevent black marketing of certain. commodities uh, uh the, the the government came up with this particular act because for example if if there is an scarcity of tomatoes and i am the farmer i am holding it uh because i am expecting to get a better price in the market after some period of days so i cannot do that as per this act and i am barred from doing it and i may be basically you know jailed and penal provisions will be applied against me by the government if i violate this particular act and this particular act provides a schedule which basically lists down all the farm produce all what kind of crops what kind of farm products which will be uh, you know getting added in the schedule so it depends upon the government so the government will decide which crop which particular product will come in the uh, in the list and which will go out of the list depending upon the demand supply the situation um, you know the kind of demand the crop or a particular farm product has got in the market so uh, the government will do a study of it and then will decide whether a particular uh, farm product should come into the schedule or not so this was a brief synopsis about about this essential commodities act 1955 uh, so now government came up with this amendment wherein it has inserted a section in section 3 uh, of the act uh, which says that they are removing certain commodities from the list permanently such as cereals pulses potatoes onions edible oil seeds and oils or such other products as the central government will notify in future so basically currently we are not witnessing a shortage right like this particular act was formed when there was a shortage of food in our country uh, the agriculture industry was not doing well at all and during that particular time this particular act has been framed but now the situation has changed Today we have bumper crop. In fact, India has become an exporter, a global exporter of agricultural produce, and we export lot of fruits, lot of vegetables, lot of perishable items to different parts of our country, to different parts of the world. So tell me, an act which was promulgated in 1955 in a different time frame, 
in a different condition how can you apply that act today when situation has changed drastically so what government has done is that government has removed these certain products from the purview of essential commodities act due to which the government will not control any kind of uh, 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 the 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 supply of this particular produce or, or the stocking requirement or the production requirement of these particular uh, 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 farm products however it does provides that government may impose certain stock limits like it used to do in earlier in in uh, like it used to do earlier if if the price increases to 100% in case of horticultural products and in 50% increase in retail price in case of non perishable items further this 100% increase should be 100% 50% increase should be over the prevailing immediately preceding 12 months or average retail price of last 5 years whichever is lower so if that event happens then the government will again impose stock limits will control the supply will, will stop the holding of those particular farm products which is again cereals pulses potato onions edible oil seeds and oils that means this particular farm produce goes out of the purview of essential commodities act till the time their pricing increases to a particular criteria and then government will have a right to again impose those limits those, uh, those control on production the supply and the distribution of the but one thing you need to understand is that government is not saying that they won't be punishing the holders holders are still going to be punished under this act so all those people who are holding and waiting to get a better price in the market they will be again punished under the essential commodities act 955 so guys these are the three farm laws which on which we are seeing we have we, we have witnessed the kind of protests we had and certain shameful events which 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 has really affected me personally uh as i love this country and when i see you know uh people uh, resorting to an anarchy and disrespecting the national flag uh without even understanding what the law entails what the law says and without even discussing clause by clause as to where the issue is again I will again leave it to you guys to decide whether whether government was right or whether these protesters are right. Now I don't have any kind of hard feelings on these protesters. Uh, protest is a legitimate expression which is protected and provided by the democratic society, but it should not disrupt. the life of common masses unnecessarily and that to on the laws which is actually beneficial to them albeit certain flaws no doubt 
there are certain inherent flaws in it. For example, in 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 the first act, uh, 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 the government has not clarified when it will come up with the electronic trading platforms, or whether uh, the government, uh, whether it will be a government-sponsored electronic trading platform, or whether Amazon, Flipkart, or other electronic portals will have right uh, to kind of. Uh, 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 to 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 help farmers to basically list down their products there as well. So there is no clarity on that. In in second act, uh, uh, we don't know uh, about when the government will come up with the templates, the draft agreements, uh, which will help the farmers to basically uh, have uh, favorable documents uh, and. The clauses will, which will protect them from malpractices of the traders. Though we should not dehumanize or we should not uh, talk about the ill will of these traders. Traders are important as well because they are helping you out to to get your food on your plate. It is not only the farmers but the traders as well, right? So, guys, I again leave it to you to decide whether these farm laws are beneficial or not to the farmers. I will not decide because I am not spokesperson of the government. I am just a common man, understanding, trying to understand what kind of laws the government is bringing. I just read it out and just do my research on it. So I would request you guys to also do some research. You know, read commentaries, uh, read counter viewpoints, so that you can have. A kind of objective frame, uh, objective mind, while deciding as to whether the government is right or these protesters are right. Now, moving on to our next topic, which is called MSP. Now, what is MSP? Now, MSP means minimum support prices. So, MSP basically began in 1960. So there was a commission uh, which goes by the name of Agricultural Prices Commission, which was set up in 1965. So in order to protect the income of the farmers, the this particular commission recommended the government to announce minimum support price. And so, for example, if there is a glut, if there is a mismatch of demand supply, so what government will do is government will procure a crop from a farmer. At a particular price, which will be decided by the government itself, and in fact, the private traders also cannot buy at a prices lower than the MSP. So that is kind of minimum price. So, example, tomatoes. Government says that tomatoes can be bought at rupees hundred or more than that by the government or any kind of private trader. And I am a private trader. I goes on to buy 80 at 80 80 rupees. Then basically, I am going against the farmer because what government is assured the farmer is that for tomatoes you will at least get 100 rupees in your pocket. So that means I am protecting the income of the farmer. Nobody is going to take his, uh, you know, uh, uh, right, uh, or nobody is going to. uh sell him at a lower price which the farmer requires to sustain himself now there is one inherent flaw in this particular practice 
so usually what happens is for example tomato has got a higher minimum support price right at 200 rupees and we have brinjal which has got 100 rupees so what farmers will do is now they know ki i'll be receiving two so basically they will they they know that i'll be receiving rupees 200 per kilo for tomatoes so let's do one thing let's let's cultivate tomatoes this season let's stop brinjal production because if i cultivate tomatoes and i sell it to the government or any kind of private trader i'll be getting higher price than the brinjal so what happens is they by getting encouraged with this msp they start producing a particular crop and then what happens is then again there is a demand supply mismatch right so it's debatable whether msp is basically helping farmers or whether it is also helping the governments right that is again debatable and further msp is something further the what msp is entail is that for example if i, I as a trader have bought tomatoes at rupees 80 which was to be bought at rupees 100 the government will pay the balance amount at rupees 20 to that particular farmer so that means i'm again providing a subsidy to a farmer now from where that subsidy is coming from that subsidy is coming from us taxpayers it is we who are funding the msp not the government government does not have enough funds to their own funds to 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 give it to anyone it is we the taxpayers we also do the hard work we also sustain our families we also manage we also manage our own expenses income and then we pay taxes and out of those taxes the msp is funded by the government to a farmer now there is another issue with the msp which india is currently facing is that there is a lot of traction or there is a lot of fight going on at wto wherein developed countries are specifically us and canada uh, they are against this msp practice of uh, of our country and it is being hotly debated contest at wto uh, but india uh, you know uh, is very well within its rights to defend itself because we are still a developing nation and sometimes to protect our population we need to have such policies but we can't have msp for every crop and if that happens let me tell you this the whole agricultural sector will get destroyed your taxes will increase the government won't be able to decide because the government has its own limitations right government cannot decide as to whether a particular crop has how much demand in an area or not even if it can there will be a disparity and that issue is actually being faced by the government and this particular current government uh, has basically increased MSPs on many products. Further, 
there cannot be a specific law in an MSP because that will again be violating the WTO agreement which India has entered into with them and we are the founding members so unfortunately government even if it wants cannot come with a law for the assurance of MSP to the farmers so guys this is a kind of brief synopsis which I have tried providing on these farm laws hope you like it and frankly speaking you all can go through these acts these are very small acts hardly hardly four five pages act it is and it is very it's not difficult to understand too uh, but again i leave it to you to decide whether it is beneficial for the farmers or it goes against their interest i won't be be judging uh, uh, you guys on that basis i have my own view i have my uh, own understanding of it and i think that these acts are beneficial uh, this will definitely help farmers to double their incomes and uh, able to kind of sell the produce anywhere in a country at any price which they feel they want and and on top of that msp is still ongoing no no section in these acts says that government is uh, uh, doing away with the practice of msp so again double benefit for the farmers again i leave it i leave it on you guys to decide and so this is the first part of our discussion on the farm laws on the second part of this episode we'll be discussing about why only punjab farmers are protesting against this laws and what kind of different agricultural practices the state of punjab has got so this was our episode 3 part 1 hope you guys liked it Thank you for your time and namaste